influential nurses in history. Florence Nightingale. So Nightingale challenged prejudice against women. She elevated the status of all nurses. She established the first training school for nurses, wrote books about healthcare and nursing education, and focused on a clean environment. Linda Richards. She was the first American trained nurse. She created the first charting system and individual, individual patient record. She also established a nurse training school at the Boston College Hospital. Berthea Dix. She was the superintendent of nurses for the Union Army in the Civil War. She led a reform for those with mental illness. She was an American activist on the behalf of the mentally ill and helped create the first generation of American mental asylums. Mary Elizabeth Mahani. She was the first trained African-American nurse in the United States. Mary Breckenridge. She was a nurse midwife and founded Frontier Nursing Service in 1923. And that provided health care for children in remote rural areas. So which of the following contributions of Florence Nightingale had an immediate impact on improving patients' health? A. Providing a clean environment. B. Improving nursing education. C. Changing the delivery of care in hospitals. D. Establishing nursing as a distinct profession. E. I have no idea since it happened way before my time. The answer is A. Providing a clean environment. Which famous nurse in history was the superintendent of nurses for the Union Army? A. Clara Barton. B. Mary Breckenridge, C. Dorothea Dix, D. Lillian Wald, or E. Karen Hobbs. And the answer is C. Dorothea Dix. Which famous nurse in history was the first African American nurse? A. Linda Richards, B. Mary Elizabeth Mahoney, C. Lillian Wald, or D. Florence Nightingale? The answer B. Mary Elizabeth Mahoney. So now that we've touched on nursing history and where we've been, we'll move to a contemporary nursing practice, where we are today and where we're going. So an occupation is one's regular, principal, or immediate business. A discipline is a unique perspective or a distinct way of viewing a phenomenon. It's a domain of knowledge with both theoretical and practical boundaries. A profession is a technical and scientific knowledge. It's evaluated by community of peers and it has a service orientation and code of ethics. So looking at these, you could really make the argument that nursing is all three. 
most nurses want nursing to be recognized as a profession. So how can nursing improve its recognition as a profession? Can standardize educational requirements. Uniform continuing education requirements. Increase participation in professional organization and educate the public about the true nature of nursing practice. In order to be recognized as a profession, nurses must behave in a professional manner. The ANA Nursing Code of Ethics says, the nurse at all time maintains standards of personal conduct which reflects well in the profession and enhances public confidence. Professional boundaries. So as a healthcare professional, a nurse strives to inspire the confidence of clients, treat all clients and other healthcare providers professionally, and promote the client's independence. Clients can expect a nurse to act in their best interest and to respect their dignity. This means that a nurse abstains from obtaining personal gain at the client's expense and refrains from inappropriate involvement in the client's personal relationships. Professional boundaries. This is a space between the nurse's power and the patient's vulnerability. So where does the power come from? The nurse is in a professional position and has access to private knowledge about the patient. Why do we set boundaries? Establishing boundaries allows a nurse to control this power differential and allows a safe connection to meet the patient's needs. So the Board of Nurses, Nursing, recognizes three levels of offenses related to professional boundaries. Boundary crossings. This is a decision to deviate from an established boundary for a therapeutic purpose. So an example of this would be a nurse disclosing personal information to reassure the patient. Boundary violations. So this is when the nurse crosses the professional boundaries for reasons that are not arguably therapeutic to the patient. So an example of this would be keeping a patient in the hospital when a qualified caregiver is available. Lastly, sexual misconduct. This is engaging in contact with the patient that's sexual or may reasonably be interpreted by the patient as sexual. Any verbal behavior that's seductive or sexually demeaning to a patient, or engaging in a sexual exploitation of a patient or former patient. So remember that a professional nurse-patient relationship should not become personal. The nurse-patient relationship ends when the shift ends. You never visit your patients on off hours. So the nurse's primary commitment is to the patient. The nurse also owes the same duties to self 
is to others. So you must preserve integrity, maintain confidence, continue with personal and professional growth. So this is lifelong learning. So professionalism. First and foremost, professional appearance and dress. You need to dress professionally, according to the student handbook. First impressions do matter. Dress the part. It helps boost confidence. Fake it till you make it. Timeliness. This instills trust in the patient and to the other healthcare professionals. You need to treat others with respect and dignity. This goes for the patients, the family, and the staff members. You should use the patient's last name unless he or she insists that you call them by another name. It's considered respectful in those cultures. Avoid terms of endearment like sweetie and honey. And do not refer to a patient by a room number or diagnosis. You should also be sensitive to cultural differences. Follow policies and procedures, standards of care, and ask for help when needed. Remember, if you don't think like a professional, how can you act like one? So this is not professional. It's a cartoon. And the nurse says, here comes a nursing student. And it looks like she wants to ask a question. Everyone act like you can't see or hear her. Leadership. What is a leader? What are the characteristics of a leader? How does a nurse become a leader? So leadership is the ability to influence other people and move people in the same direction. A leader in healthcare has three primary tasks, set direction, build commitment, and confront challenges. Formal leadership is where a person is officially designated as a leader of the group, like a charge nurse. It's the formal leader's job to organize the available resources, work out the logistics, and motivate the members of the team to carry out their tasks to the best of their abilities. Informal leader is a person who's not officially appointed as the head of a group. However, other members look to him for motivation and inspiration. They're recognized as leaders by their peers. This is the end of the PowerPoint presentation. Please don't hesitate to reach out with any questions. Thank you.